0: You're listening to Kiama Community Radio. Hi everyone, Fred Hollis here. Today I'm talking with Cheryl Pearce, President of the Kiama Country Women's Association. Cheryl has just been recognised on the 2020 Rural Women's Hidden Treasures Honour Roll. We'll have a look at her life, how she got into the CWA, and learn about the changing role of the CWA in the community and across Australia. You might recognise Cheryl's voice because we spoke to her and her husband, John, last week about the months he spent stranded in the UK this year trying to get back to Australia. You can hear that episode by visiting our website at kayamacommunityradio.org. Also today, we're going to play a couple of tracks by Wollongong-based independent singer-songwriter Graham Hush from his latest album, Better Now. Graham produced this album to raise awareness and a steady flow of income for research and support for three children in his community with rare childhood diseases. Graham is founding director of Heartland Ministries and is a minister with the Coromel Community Church. We're going to hear two songs, Forever and Rainbows After Rain, which Graham wrote for Chloe Saxby who tragically died of a rare condition called Vanishing White Matter Disease on November 18th. She was only 12 years old. You can follow the story or contribute to Graham's campaign by visiting Facebook. Go to at GrahamHushBetterNow. That's all one word. KCR, KiamaCommunityRadio.org For the community, by the community. Hi, Cheryl. We're at Cheryl Pierce's beautiful house
1: at James Lane, Kaiama.
0: We're just going to talk about your experience in the Country Women's Association
1: yes. and
0: other volunteering that you do. Just to start off with, how long have you been living in the Kaiama area?
1: Twenty-one years.
0: And so, where were you before?
1: Melbourne. In Melbourne for over thirty years. I met my husband John in Melbourne. We worked for the CSIRO. There came a point after 25 years of his being at CSIRO that he was offered a job in Bombardieri, so he accepted the job and came to work up here. I had lived here in the early 50s, so when my husband said, how would you like to live back in that area, I said, when do we leave?
0: your background and your education
1: my background was most of my primary schooling in new guinea being in lay and madang in new guinea and we lived at cronulla for a while so i went to cronulla primary school and was probably the best school year of my life and he then got sent to melbourne and that's how come we ended up in melbourne i left school and my father saw an advertisement with crawford productions and went in off the street and I was appointed on the spot to work for Crawford Productions helping as a production assistant wow. that... so that was exciting yes so my first two years when I left school was working on things like Homicide and Hunter the series and I was only there I oh, 67 68 That's right, I decided to leave Crawfords to do librarianship because I was more interested in documentaries and I thought I need something behind me educationally. So I enrolled at RMIT in Melbourne and started an Associate Diploma of Librarianship part-time and simultaneously I got a job in a public library and that was where I became a people person because I was working with the public. And thereafter, I think that's what set the pattern for working with people and information. And I had the most wonderful working environment, inspiring, inspiring people. They had all sorts of wonderful philosophies about what working groups should be composed of and it shouldn't all be the same age and the same sex. It should be a bit of everybody and everything. So it was a very stimulating environment actually used to have a nickname. They used to call me the ferret because I could find stuff and, you know, people could give me an obscure sort of thing and I'd ferret out the information.
0: You were doing your librarian work up until the move up to here yes and that was 21 years yeah, ago Yeah, 21
1: years ago and I didn't work again we actually bought this house and the neighbourhoods held an afternoon tea to say welcome and hi and one of the people at the afternoon tea said are you interested in joining the CWA to us said I've always wanted to be a member but I said in Melbourne I thought you had to be country person not a city person so I jumped at it and it was the best thing I think I ever did CWA was in effect another network like CSRO and I was used to a network and I think in networks I don't think singly. I don't look at CWA Kiama I look at CWA Australia and CWA in every state and how it's all linked. I loved it right from the start and because I was interested and they perceived that interest, then they taught me everything, took me everywhere and because I hadn't lived for any great length of time in New South Wales, it allowed me to start to explore New South Wales.
0: You you would have just joined it as a normal member? And now you've been 21 years, now you're...
1: President and President Secretary at the moment, yes.
0: Of, of the day yeah. CWA's.
1: Yes. Okay, so when I joined in the Kayama local government area, there was only Kayama branch and Jamboree branch and Cheringong branch. And in the time I've been here, the Cheringong branch closed some years ago and there's still Jamboree, Kiama day branch and we now have an evening branch. But I belong to the day branch, which suited me fine. I was coming to grips with a new community, a new state, because I didn't really know a lot about New South Wales. And honestly, I think I landed on my feet because I arrived being computer literate and they grabbed me right oh you use a computer oh none of us do and of course I was very quickly then a secretary and I was also led by my wonderful branch president of the time who was a woman named Lorna Child she'd been a local farmer Mm -hmm. and she was the president when I came here and she took me under her wing and she trained me and we were at a crossroads because they realized the new technology was going to change the way we did business and everything was done by hand and of course now we're completely open to the world we've got everything now Facebook and all the social media And the association is having to come to grips with that. And, of course, not everybody is computer literate. Not everybody can use a mobile phone or what. And I'm therefore an advocate for making sure that people who don't use the new media are not left behind or left excluded.
2: silhouettes floating from a dream in its embers lights fill the room there's nowhere to hide innocence now lies naked on the floor
0: Fred Hollis here. Today I'm talking with Cheryl Pearce, President of the Kiama Country Women's Association. To the uninitiated, what's the mission of the CIA? CIA?
1: It's like that. We're going to leave that it in. didn't say Craig uh, Women's Association, no. so you get brownie points no, for that's that. That's right. I didn't um, say no. CIA either. <laughs> no, look. The message is that women could come to the CWA and it was not necessary for them to be computer literate or use a mobile phone because we had a program of activities that could suit any woman. And I'll say it not in a derogatory way, but if you were happy in the kitchen washing the dishes, you were serving, but they didn't have to be computer literate. If they had handicraft skills, they could do that. If they liked to cook, they could cook. We had a cult program so if they like writing or listening to anything going to ballet music whatever we have a cultural program and we had a specifically good for CWA was the agricultural and environment program which of course then covered the farming and the agricultural part of what CWA out in the country was able to back up. The social issues were always there and we always Mm -hmm. dealt with social issues of a general nature that affected families, whether it was education or transport, it could be anything that affects a family. But over time, we started to become more serious with the advocacy work, but it was changing the way we were doing business. And somehow the old system of doing it was a little bit too slow, it was... Annual. So if you had an Mm. issue, you'd have to take it to conference and it would be debated at conference and then it would be passed and became part of association policy and then it would be taken to government. And they're still doing that, but we're a little bit faster now.
0: To summarise, was CWA initially about networking and then developing women interests?
1: No, it was started to help women in the country to survive living in the country as it was. Right particularly mothers and babies and mothers and children. It was never meant to be women only. It was meant to help the women who, in effect, then helped the family. So the men were assisted if the women were taken care of. And it was isolation and all the things that went with it that actually grew the Country Women's Association. And by the way, we're coming up to the centenary. It started in um, 1922, and in 2022, they're celebrating 100 years.
0: So that's developed to networking, development of individual women, and advocacy, is that Well, the
1: yes, the advocate's always been there, but I think as people come to realise what the association can do as a network, I think it's claiming more attention, but you've still got to be smart about the way you do business, and I think that's what's developing, is is being smart about how you're actually doing your business. And, you know, we can look a bit traditional because we still talk about scones and the Royal Agricultural Show <laughs> yeah. and all of those things which are absolutely part and parcel of the CWA. But I, th- I think they keep saying it's more than tea and scones. We're more than tea and scones. And we've got funny names. Like somebody said, um, you know, when they talk about the Cranky Women's Association, we say, no, chicks with attitude. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, this sort of yeah. thing. And that's the sort of members we trying to encourage but we encourage everybody any woman who wants company who likes to dabble in different things like it might be craft or cooking or writing or reading whatever they want to do the international program is a very big part of CWA because in Australia, the Country Women's Association is affiliated with the Associated Country Women of the World, which is advocacy for women all over the world. That's got a membership of over 9 million members, and it's administered from London. Most recent past president of the Associated Country Women of the World was one of our own New South Wales CWA members, and she'd been a president here, and she got world presidency... And she's current working at national level as Secretary of Country Women's Association of Australia, which is it's a subgroup of CWA, but it's a President, Secretary, Treasurer, and a board of members taken from the different states. Each state is autonomous.
0: I never realised it was such a it, vibrant
1: thing.
2: <laughs> Kiama Community Radio. For the community, by the community. I'm crying in a room with my door I'm Feeling sad Like I've never been happy before Sing in captivity And my faith so blind That I have to see I don't want to think this way Cannot believe I might never break. I'm
3: That's all.
0: As far as what's happening in Kiama CWA, what would be the top two or three things you're looking at now?
1: At the moment, we're struggling with membership. I think our marketing is possibly one problem. The way we market, we probably could do a much better job of it. But then you've got to have a sympathetic media because you can't do it in isolation. So what you try to do is to run things that encourage people to join. I'd like a dollar for every woman I've heard say, I've always wanted to belong to the CWA. And I think, well, what am I not doing? (laughs) It's something we're not doing. We're different in that we run a varied program International studies is the favourite because people learn so much yeah. from it. Every year they pick a country of study, and this year it's a South American country. Right. But we have learnt so much through that, international yeah. studies. Yeah.
0: I understand that you've been recognised on the 2020 Rural Women's Hidden Treasures Honour Roll. What's that about?
1: Well, I'm not sure, but my husband's renaming the house to Treasure Trove. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, I don't know who nominated me. It came out of nowhere. I wasn't forewarned. I was just simply asked to turn up at Gareth Ward's office a couple of Fridays ago, thinking that he wanted to talk about one of the issues I might have been talking about. And he said, I'm here to present you with this award. I said, what award? What for? It came out of the blue. I was a bit taken aback because in CWA, we almost have a tradition everybody gives service so we tend not to single people out so we're a bit reticent about going for awards or having awards it was very very kind and very lovely but i was taken aback yes yeah
0: you are a hidden treasure You know, a lot of your life has been involved in volunteering. Yes. for the la- At least the last twenty years. Well,
1: even when I was working and being paid, it was like volunteering because I enjoyed what I did. And I think that's the main element to anything you do—you've got to enjoy it. And I always enjoyed being with people. Um, I'm I'm a very much an information. Uh, you know the ferret yeah and they always say to me you know everything that's going on in kiama how do you know all this stuff i said well apart from the local press that i read cover to cover i listen to radio i've usually got 97.3 abc fm on radio in every room but my other trick i go to the visitor center quite routinely and see what's on Literature, because I'm a library type, yep. I pick up information. When I'm down at the council, I pick up information brochures. I'll bring them to the attention of CWA people. If I see something that is appropriate for a particular person's needs, it could be anything. And so I'm always looking at information and trying to connect it with people who need it.
0: It seems like you volunteer for a number of different organisations.
1: Yes, well I've I've always wanted to belong to the Kiama Community Central Precinct and a couple of months ago I decided that I should be going and I think it was when we lost the local newspaper and I thought no I've got to go to precinct and all this building going on around Kiama and things that were really upsetting me in particular traffic and things like that i thought no i've got to go to precinct so i joined in september i think it was well right from the get-go there were so many things i think we're doing the kama harbour redevelopment i've got opinions and then the exciting news about the proposed epicenter at the bombo Quarries. Oh. we've been written about in the bugle well they had a presentation at precinct meeting and i'm sitting there thinking How could I not be coming to these meetings? This is the sort of thing that I love doing.
0: What would you say are the attributes of a good volunteer, do you think?
1: Oh, you've got to love people and you've got to love communicating with people. I think you've got to be interested in people and their well-being. Yeah.
0: Well, no wonder you've been on a, the award.
1: No. <laughs> I lift up the phone, or I write to, I write, I ring the radio station, or I ring. Well,
0: I, you must do it in a lovely way because you've done it.
1: A... Well, I usually do it with a bit of humour. Yes, that because goes you, a long you, way, you doesn't have it? to think, and and you can't be nag, nag, nag. It, I think you've got to be careful that you're not overdoing it too, and you're not. Oh, not her again. It, there's nothing about talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> get on with your work Cheryl
0: (laughs) have you got anything else you'd like to say
1: talking about the award I was really grateful and I'm hoping that the publicity that that award has given CWA will actually help CWA to keep growing because it's definitely a valuable community resource it's just that I think we undersell it I think I'm just wanting more and more to develop that knowledge about the association and its work.
0: Thank you, Cheryl Pierce, for your time this afternoon.
1: Thank you very much, Fred. I've enjoyed it, and we talked too much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very much enjoyed that too. Okay.
1: Hi, I'm Glenn Shepherd.
2: Join me on Mondays for Around the Arenas, KCR's sports program, where you'll hear what's been happening in sport across our region. I'll also talk to sporting identities to get an insight into the sports they're involved in. If you'd like to send me information about your sport or club event to be included in the program, email me at kcradiocontent@gmail.com, at gmail.com and I look forward to seeing you around one of our sporting arenas.
0: You've been listening to Kayama Community Radio.